Hello, CSC. Uh, welcome back to the podcast, Counter-Strike Conversations. It's been a little while. Fuffy and I both got busy with the IRL stuff, but we're back now. Yeah. So, yeah, we have a special guest today. It's Dibes. Oh, hello. How are you Whoa. doing, Dibes? I'm doing, I'm doing wonderful. How are you both doing? I had a great win tonight, so I'm feeling fantastic. Yeah, I also had a great win. I would be having such a rough time if I didn't have a great win, you know? Anyways, how how did your night go? Oh, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, we totally, we definitely had a, a great night mm -hmm. uh, with or without a win. You know, we don't have to talk about it. No, it's fine. <laughs> That'll happen. Hey, I've been getting used to losing and that's not been good, so can't can't get you, complacent you know you get like one little taste of it and now one of us is gonna win this thursday too so you know I'm, last I'm time last time i started a season 5-0 and then went into a dip we did win the season okay but just you also picked up octo yeah just put, just put that out there hey hey anything's possible maybe i maybe i go find octo again He's, okay he hey, might be pfa but have i know I'm some no, people no leaks here but did you see the latest thing in the GM thing? No. Because that might be it. I don't know. Are you giving me you giving me some some insider baseball? Right no, actually, don't. Please, I want an easier time. <laughs> Please cut all your players and sign a bunch of ten year olds. Thanks. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, yep, hi, think, it's me, the ten year old. I think my dog <laughs> is an aspiring Counter Strike player. You might want to get him on the team. Oh, sold, dude. I would. If I could, I would. Linley would have made a team with just his dog. Like, yeah, I think he true. would. Like, Go that was what life. his franchise's goal was to do, but instead he got us for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I guess we could just kind of hop into things. Uh, you know, I know you know the drill, Fuffy. Um, we're just going to start off with dives. You know, give us the history. How did you join CSC? You know, what, what led us to present day? Oh, yeah. Um, so... You want the you want the you want the short or the long? The long. Gotta be as long as Let me let me let me hit you with the long, all right? Because it's it's pretty oh, common. Hit me with the long. All right, so we're back in what? Uh, this has got to be 2019, 2018, 2019, probably twenty nineteen. And I'm I'm bored with work. Uh, I don't really like. I've done a couple side gigs where I get paid, but I didn't want like I didn't I didn't want the pressure of of like. I had to do a thing because they were giving me, I don't know, money. Uh, and I was, so I'm, I love tools. I, I adore tools. Uh, I, I am a self, uh, uh, I call myself a tool slut because I use like eight of them. And I was playing a lot of CS. So I found, I've been through the whole gamut, you know, Leadify, Scope GG, uh, uh, various other ones, Skybox, you know, all, all the good stuff. And I, I happened upon Pure Skill, right? Yep, yep. And okay. I thought it was really cool, and I was like, you know, it'd be kind of fun if I like tinkered with the if I like tinkered with the site. I knew it was like a small little startup, so I reached out by email a couple of times uh, to Freeman, uh, saying, "Hey, can I just like do work on your site for free? Because like I'm bored, and it like it seems like a fun little hobby thing to work on." And uh, he, I think he thought it was just a joke. Uh, at first because it took a couple of emails <laughs> to get him to respond <laughs> um but yeah eventually he's like uh sure <laughs> and it's like i'll take i'll take free labor 
Uh, so yeah, I worked on I worked on uh, some things that I just felt like working on for a little while. Uh, met Freeman, became friends with Freeman, pogged with him, all that good stuff. And he and then he told me about CSC, and I was like, yeah, this is like exactly what I'm looking for. Like this is a, a super cool uh, whole league around like my first foray into kind of competitive Counter Strike. It was super fun. Uh, so I joined I joined up that that season, season six. Um, and got my buddy to join. He joined as a, as a perm FA, I think. And yeah, I got signed to, to the Zoomers because Freeman drafted me because he knew me. Um, and uh, uh, we won out that season. It was great. Yeah, was and great. then you cheated in the finals. And then I cheated in the finals. Yeah, no, that, <laughs> that is on record that I cheated on the finals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, uh, so I've never cheated again. You can you can check my stats to verify. Um, yeah, I can, can confirm. Got away with it once. I can't do it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh yeah uh so that's how i got into csc um it is all through freeman i know that's a really interesting way to get in because i think like even for like i think zyra's way of finding cvsc was super interesting because he got it from the like newsletter from tldr yeah. he said like the one time he checked it they were talking about csc and he was like you know might as well check it out so i think it's interesting like getting you on and hearing how you had a very unnatural way of joining yeah, it wasn't like they're a, a social post or anything. Yeah, it's it was definitely uh, serendipitous, I'd say. Interesting. So I'm assuming then going from there and then coming on to like getting into CSC. How how soon after joining CSC did you become a part of the tech committee and started oh, doing it there? It was for it, so I didn't join at all for season six. I started to get an idea of how the back end started to run. Uh, I don't, I think, uh, I'm trying to remember, I'm trying to remember exactly what spurred, like what was the critical point in which I realized everything was a, a trash fire garbage Sign-ups? and, and, uh, it wasn't sign. My setup was fine. No, I don't uh, think like, I'm saying like us processing. Oh yeah. Maybe because I think that was a living nightmare until you showed up. Yeah, I, I was that. I think the big catalyst because the goal, uh, I think I I think I mentioned to somebody or or um, I saw the tech the tech committee was like having applications or whatever. Uh, it was it was Raptor Night Fury, uh, and I was talking to one of them, and they were like had the, a good idea on how to switch your thing because before how match nice worked and how subs worked is they had a file for every single team. And if they wanted to sub somebody in, somebody had to go manually find the file before match night, change, uh, like get the person's Steam ID, get their the name they want it to be, and manually put it in, and then take it away after the match night. Jesus. Uh, and then and then you you multiply that by I think at the time like 20, 15 to twenty teams every night for every sub. It was horrible. So they wanted to automate that, and then signups are a whole other bag of awful but anyway i found out the whole league was running off spreadsheets and 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 uh wanted to make, make me tear my eyes out uh so yeah i don't know i kind of forced my way in if we're being honest um <laughs> i mean hey that's how i got to media you just kind of force your way in it yeah you know, the best course of action yeah i kind of i kind of got in and then just started doing things uh and, and and making people let me do things Yeah. Interesting. What's your favorite like... thing that you've done? Sorry, I want to. I want to know. No, no, you know, I. Uh, you go ahead. What's your favorite thing that you've done? Like, like anything random? Like, yeah, that improvement just kind of neat. 
You know, that's a good question. Um, I think, I think the, my, my favorite thing I think I've done, um, is probably, um, probably the, the stupid little image that gets generated when you do slash franchise, uh, was just a little, I was tinkering around with trying to make, uh, uh, like when you ran slash franchise for a whole franchise to get an out, output of who was on their team before we had a website and any other way to view it. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted it to look like not dog shit, right? That was the whole goal. And so I tried mm-hmm. like four or five different versions of it, all text-based because Discord doesn't let you do like any sort of table formatting, whatever. And I thought of the idea of, oh, hey, why don't I just like generate a nice little picture uh, and and post it? And it worked out well. And I, I, it was very satisfying to me when, when I have a little idea and then I, I implement it and then it like turns out kind of nice. Uh, that's probably my favorite thing right now. Um, nice. Yeah, I definitely say I definitely say it's really like just a very nice, a very nice uh, like update. It's a nice facelift. It makes it look not look good. It it's uh, definitely like I don't know. It's honestly, I mean, out of convenience, like for me, since I'm like when I'm home, I'm on Discord so much. It's normally easier for me to just go to slash franchise rather than go open up a browser, go to the website, and scroll down to find what I'm looking for. So the fact that you I can do that, but it also looks really good. It's just it's you know you know, picture perfect. Yeah. I think, I mean, gosh, if I were being honest, like my favorite, favorite thing is the possibilities that start to like unlock as we Your get these cards? little things online, like player cards. I, I listen, I could talk, uh, I could talk your ears off on all the different things we could do with all the little systems that we have built, uh, you know, all the way through stats mm-hmm. into the website, into like player cards, into into yeah. transaction history for franchises. Are you allowed to say what stats integration is? Uh, I'll give a little. I'll give a little sneak peek because Ooh. all all of stats is being pushed to core right now. And for those that are nice. unaware, core is like our. That's the mainframe. That's that's the the big boy that runs the entire the entirety of CSC. Uh, uh, and, and that's where like all the information of who's on what team and. And all that good stuff happens, uh, but it's being pushed up to core right now. And there's even uh, a little. We're working on the UI for it, so we've already got all of stats, that whole pipeline done of getting stats from a demo, parsed how we like it, and then pushed straight up into core. Um, and we're not, we just got to build some UI to make it look nice, uh, and then we'll have we'll have stats on the website, and from there we get to do some really cool stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's very exciting. I want. I mean, I've. Go ahead. I was going to say <laughs> I want a profile where I can display my stats, but also don't display my stats. <laughs> just the just the util stats, okay? Yeah, Thanks. I'll I'll make a big you know I'll make a giant a giant big button that's just like effective flashes, right? And it'll just be like <laughs> it's the biggest thing that'll be on somebody's page. Thank you, thank you, thank you, yeah, thank yeah. you. All right, now Oma can make his more serious point now. <laughs> well, no, I was just gonna say that I've I've worked in stuff with, uh, I've worked with you a little bit dives and a little bit of backup just because I've been busy and uh, I didn't have internet for like forty eight hours right until the match time. So when I said I was gonna get stuff done, it did not get done. But 
I mean, I've worked with you a little bit on like some of the website stuff. So seeing like how I, you know, I'm like, yeah, it'd be cool if this, if like this was possible. And then five minutes later, you turn around and do exactly that. It's, it's, it's pretty magical seeing all the possibilities there are with the website. I'm yeah. excited for it to be like even more integrated with like stats and then the player profile. I'm excited for all of that. It's going to be oh, super cool. I'm so hyped for, uh, I'm hyped for so many things. I think, you know, a lot of the, the base infrastructure is pretty much done at this point. And now we just get to work on fun stuff, right? Like I'm super excited for uh, uh, the whole new journalism initiative. And uh, there's a lot of cool stuff that's going to come out of that. Uh, I think there's really cool data viz that, that can be done. There's really cool um, uh, uh, just general like using what we have built to uh just like build fun narratives and explore like all all the drama and all the interesting uh, uh like like things that go on in csc uh yeah. i think i think it's great yeah now i think moving on from the website a little bit i think just going and talking about like i think going from there just talking about other stuff that you do in tech committee what other kind of things do you work on or do you just focus mostly on the website so i um I work on everything that manages CSC. Uh, so that's the bot, that's uh, uh, that's core, and that's the website. So um, the bot is basically like, you can think of it as, but the bot and the website are similar uh, in that they both talk to core to do mm -hmm. things uh, and you. to get information. So it's just kind of like a way, uh, different user interfaces, uh, user experiences to, to mess with the, the core system. So. Uh, that's like pretty much my whole domain is is that whole area, um, and I help a little bit with the infrastructure stuff, uh, but that's mostly Night Fury and CJ are the ones that that run that show. Um, I just get my input every now and then on it. Cool. I definitely. I mean, I think uh, especially with all the the like server shit and stuff that has been just constant like issues and people trying to work through and all the solutions that you guys have tried to you guys have put out like i think i think tech community especially this season is definitely like shine, shown through a little bit more than in the past because of all the extra work they're putting in so big kudos to to tech guys and all the stuff you guys do for us it's oh super yeah cool. i i you know uh night fury and cj doing a, doing a great job they did a really good job making it possible for us to quickly and easily switch from like one cloud provider to another when oh, we yeah. started to have pretty league-wide issues mm -hmm. uh and the work they've put in to to enable that has really allowed us for future possibilities if we if we run into a ton of issues again or or uh, uh or if we want to have a more complex infrastructure where we're having servers and across different cloud providers or in in more advantageous uh regions or you know kind of whatever we just get a lot of more possibilities open with the work they've done which mm -hmm. It's just, it's nothing but good for us. Yeah, um, for sure. And, you know, that work's always, always evolving, always iterating, always, always trying to get a little bit better uh, or to solve some other new issue that pops up, which inevitably always happens. Mm -hmm. It's the nature of, nature of the committee is, is something's on fire. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I think you guys do a really good job for like all the stuff that goes on in the background and it's, you know, obviously stable, uh, as much as they guys can make it so it's always yeah. uh, it's always nice to to see that you know work just pay off you know speaking of fire uh I'll, I'll, i want to tell a little story 
of, of oh. the things that I've set on fire. Okay. Um, the the it just kind of made me think of it for whatever reason. Um, during this preseason, <laughs> I had oh. uh, somebody had a great because somebody had a great suggestion. Number one. Yeah. <laughs> The Q system was got a there's a couple issues, uh, <laughs> but once I had ironed those the the Q system issues out, um, I somebody had a great suggestion of like, hey, we have these five thousand bajillion combine channels, these voice channels that are that are there that just like are taking room in space. Like, what if like uh, I've seen other bots do it where they just like make a channel on the fly and then they remove it. And I was like, yeah, we should do that. Of course, we should do that like it's silly not to so i i spent i spent like a night writing that up making it so okay when a queue pops uh for a game i'm gonna create the voice channels for home and away uh and then i'll destroy them when the game's done uh and i was like yeah this is great uh you know i it was like it was tested i tested it and it worked and i tested it with uh with andrew and we got the whole like the flow working everything i was great i was so happy I was like, this is gonna be this is gonna be fantastic, it's gonna be awesome. And then it, match night comes around, combine night starts. And what happens on combine night is you get uh, you know, we get we get an influx of everybody that's pretty much gonna play for the night, front loaded at, at nine o'clock, right? So there's I think at the time a hundred to 120 people in the queue, uh, uh, which you know ends up being uh, you know, eleven, I think we had between eleven and fourteen games. That would start off. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so what would happen? You know, my logic goes: the fourteen games pop. You know, ping start going, start telling people what games they're in, where they need to be, whatever. <laughs> it starts to create voice channels uh, for fourteen games, and what I found out at the time, uh, Discord really doesn't like that. Uh, uh, when I tried to create <laughs> twenty-eight voice channels all in under a second. Discord thought I was attacking it and shut down the entire Discord server. Our entire CSC Discord server throttled and shut down. We, we couldn't send messages. You couldn't get in voice channels. You couldn't do anything in it. Holy I, sh- I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what cost it. <laughs> I see. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I had to remove that. It was yeah, unfortunate. Yeah, that's that's rough. You know? But, but things are working great. Yeah, they work great now. Yeah. They work great. Yeah, little little bit of little bit of tribulations. And like, hurting, there's but... no way they wouldn't have tested this. No. And yeah, of course you tested it. Just tested you know, it, right? just the, we, we were the guinea pigs. It's, the whole community yeah. would be yeah. guinea pigs. It's yeah. like <laughs> you got some running shoes and you like ran down the hall in them. You're like, these are great, and then you're like starting the marathon and your shoes fall off. <laughs> exactly exactly yeah your, your souls are glued to the ground because <laughs> the ground's too hot <laughs> uh, but it's okay because everything's fixed we're the server like that server change mid-season it was kind of crazy how bad the issues were that we were having mm-hmm. but it's also kind of crazy how quickly we were able to swap yeah i know that night fury is goaded at setting stuff up because I was the one who set up a new digital ocean, I'm pretty sure, that mm-hmm. he then set up a bunch of stuff on. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, is everything going to be ready by, uh, you know, match day? We were setting it up on like a Sunday and Tuesday was the match day. And he's just like, yeah, 
and it was and i'm like all right he just needs like a couple days and a little bit of a little bit of effort and it gets going i don't know how any of the servers work it's yeah. wizardry to me i'm gonna i'm gonna pull back the curtain a little i'm gonna i'm gonna try to uh hit y'all with an analogy that i've been thinking of just in, in my just in my day-to-day life i'm a software engineer by trade uh and i had this i had this epiphany uh, maybe a couple of years back that that all a software engineer is all that somebody that writes code like 99 99.9% of them all we are are data plumbers right we're we're literally if you can think about in like a house or whatever where water goes from from point a to point b and sometimes it goes from point a to point b and c uh, that's kind of all we do. We take, hey, you said, uh, hi, my name's Fuffy. I'm really good at flashing people. And I need to like go take that bit that you told me and go put it to B. And that's kind of, that's like, that's that's the job. All we are is we just build the little pipes. We're just like building little pips, you know? Okay. That's, that's kind of all it is. That makes sense. Hey, cool I have screwed together some PVC pipes worth of code once. Yeah. So, you know, I've I've got like a tiny bit of experience, but I will definitely call the I will definitely call up tech committee if a leak is ever sprung cuz yeah. <laughs> y'all know the stuff. Welcome, fellow data plumber. <laughs> I think it's pretty incredible like seeing the like especially watching you just type so fast types through like lines of code i'm like i have no idea what you're doing because i took one semester of comp sci and i hated it i I could not i could not stand it i was really bad at it and my professor sucked but even then i just didn't (laughs) like it so seeing you just do it magically flow through lines of code just know exactly what your next move is just it baffles me it's it's incredible you know, it's it's a weird thing, and I think this is probably I've been I've been programming since I was like twelve. That's has always been like a thing that I've loved to do. It's always been a passion of mine. So it's so ingrained in my brain. It's hard for me to imagine looking at a screen of code and it looking like another language. Because to me, it like it, it it's like it's like looking and reading a book, right? Like I can go and and read the whole thing and understand what's going on. And it's really hard to, to think about what that looks like from the outside perspective mm-hmm. where it looks just like garble. Uh, you know, it kind of reminds me of, and I wish I had some similar way to do it. I sort of kind of can, but, but if you've ever ha- or listened to that uh, song by that Italian guy who made a, like back in the 70s made a song oh. that sounded like english but was just not no real words it was all fake words uh and like you listen to it and it like it sounds so familiar it's so weird it's such a bizarre experience of like oh this is what english sounds like to people who have no idea what the words mean hmm. it's it's such a it's such a fascinating feeling that is really interesting. I, I don't know exactly what you're referencing. It sounds vaguely familiar, but I don't know like anything further than just familiarity. But that is definitely like I don't know. It's it's interesting to hear as like you know someone on the opposite end of like yeah I look at that and I have no idea what the fuck is going on. It's just letters and numbers. I don't know what's happening. But just you knowing exactly what's going on, it's just it's just super interesting. 
but we can move on from all the tech committee talk and go go talk about talk about the fun times of being a CSC GM because this is oh, now yeah. your second season of being a GM, correct? Yes. Yeah, I was an AGM the season or two, three seasons ago. I don't know. I don't know how you want to count it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Season seven, right? And then yes. season yes. eight, and then season nine, you've been a GM. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, what's uh? So I guess talk a little bit about what it was like last season being a first time GM, and then we can talk more about present day and what's going on. Yeah. Um. You know, it's a it's a it's a hard, fun experience, you know, getting, getting an idea in my head, uh, you know, obviously my mind's a little bit of tongue in cheek. I had a strong desire to be Hacker Haven, uh, okay. number cause it, cause it lines up with, with my, um, uh, with like my life experience and fun tropes and whatever, you know, that stuff. But also it was also kind of like an inside joke, right? Because, uh, uh, I don't know if I'm technically allowed to say this, but there were, you know, I was, I was accused of hacking, uh, yeah. in, in <laughs> yeah, some CSC games. That's known. You don't, you don't have to out the people, but yeah, I'm not out of anybody. This is the first time I've heard about dives actually being a hacker. This is yeah. news to me. So that's, that's the whole origin of the hacker haven that okay. I just, I, cause it was so hysterical to me cause I'm, I'm not very good at counter-strike. Uh, and uh, I, I was, it was like, if I could wear a pin on my shirt that says somebody thought I was hacking, I a hundred percent would. It was such a, it was such a good feeling and it was kind of a, kind of a weird thing, but like, I don't know. I, I loved that. It was great. Uh, you know, uh, and, and like going back and watching the games where I was, I, I was horrible. I was bad. It was, <laughs> you know, I, I played well in certain situations, but boy, you know, you know. But yeah, you know, hacker. That's I'm I'm a hacker. Interesting. Um, but you know, it, it's it's always fun to take that kind of idea and 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 the just kind of kind of the silliness of it and the jest of it and and turn it into kind of a more full fle- you know fully fleshed uh, uh, pseudo organization or whatever. And uh, you know, I, I it's really fun. I got to pull in my buddy to be my AGM. And I, the, some of the most fun stuff I've done has been in, in preseason when we're scouting players and we're in combines and we're trying to figure out like who we like and, uh, you know, trying to put together teams and, and working through all the different theory and, you know, working on spreadsheets with different data and getting different data points. It's a lot of fun to like really dive deep in that. It's kind of like a really, a really living, breathing, advanced fantasy football. <laughs> that yeah. You're just yeah. a lot more intimate with. Mm hmm. Um, and, and for that, I love it. You know, that's, that's some of the best stuff is just like going through that side of it. And then especially if you get some payoff and you put together a really good team or you just like meet some really awesome people. Uh, and you know, I've met some, I've met some great, great, great people, uh, uh, through, you know, that I've draft players that I've drafted and have had more time to build a relationship with. Uh, and yeah, I mean, that's, that's all great loved that uh the first season was a little i think a little rough because i didn't know what i was doing uh you know i i kind of went at it a little blind and when you get to the draft and and things are happening every every like every minute something's happening something's changing who who you wanted to pick is gone and now you're scrambling and you're like going through all your notes and you're trying to find the next possible best pick that you could get. And then you have mm-hmm. just these, these, you end up with wild picks that you love. You're just like, 
gamble picks you hope that the person's like a good person and that they're a good player and that they they might fit and then yeah. you know so the chaos of draft is fun and chaotic and uh you know i i personally love that i think it's i think it's a blast mm-hmm. um and then you know conversely you know you have the preseason which i dread <laughs> yeah uh yeah. preseason kind of sucks yeah and it's and and the worst thing by far um you know especially given what this league is and it's that it's for fun uh but people obviously want to win uh, and, and there's, a, there's a very real competitive edge to it, but having to make tough decisions and cut people just sucks. Especially if the person, like, if I like somebody personally, but I like the team struggling or, or people aren't having fun. Cause kind of half the fun is winning, right? Like if you're, if you're getting stomped every, every game, it's just not, it's not fun. It's, it's, a uh, it's a tough time. Uh, and it kind of sucks a lot of the energy out of a team. Yeah. So you have to do something, but you know, I almost wish that, like I drafted like a super toxic player every now and then because I could just have an easy way. They're like, "Oh, you're toxic. You're cut." <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the worst thing is to cut somebody that you you personally like, mm-hmm. uh, and you know that's that's the huge downside to it because uh, I know it sucks and I know it's I know I know it feels really bad to get cut. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but them's the breaks. Yeah. Yeah. I think this season, especially this season has been really interesting from an AGM perspective because last season I was brought on like the week before draft. I kind of just hung around, helped out germs what I, with what I knew and was still getting the hang of everything. And then the season germs threw me off the deep end and was like, go draft for me. I'm going to be at the beach. So <laughs> that's yeah. great. That's, yeah. a, that's a peak GM energy. Real. Yeah, but I like the I do like the sentiment you mentioned of just sometimes you make a pick and it really works out. I would say of picking up players that I know absolutely nothing on and it's just a name with numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, that like I've I've can I would consider myself pretty lucky. I think I'm like three for three on just random picks working. So yeah. I'm pretty happy with that record and I want to keep it that way. But yeah, no, I think that is preseason is so much. I mean, preseason is like fun and like I dread it at the same time because having mm-hmm. done it two times now, like. Having to cut people just suck. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I know, like, I definitely agree with the whole just getting getting lucky on, you know, new players is super cool. I definitely think it's, it's especially in a season like this where there's so much growth, it's super cool. Because, like, going into season eight, like, I knew a lot of players just from playing in Prospect or I had seen their name in the server. I had seen what they did in Challenger the season before. So I kind of mm-hmm. knew what to expect. But, like, I mean, this season was crazy. It's like, this guy I've never heard of is just, like, top 10 player that's cool I, I have no idea what what makes them good i have no idea what makes them tick i don't know how they play but that they're dangerous to go against i guess <laughs> yeah that's that's a huge fun part i think there's the the rotating list of known quantities is super super interesting uh to look at from a gm's perspective um and and it's mainly super interesting because number one people have seen tremendous growth. It's, it's super fun and super motivating for me to see somebody that's gone from prospects to, um, you know, prospect up to challenger, up to elite, up to premier, uh, see somebody go through those ranks is super fun to watch period. Just as like somebody that participates in CSC. I think that's awesome. Um, and also like 
being able to kind of uh just kind of exist in like like not quite not quite like a uh trying to think of it it's almost like a large uh team is the wrong word but kind of a long like you get to know people you get to know their tendencies you kind of it gets a lot more interesting to play with and against people that you've been playing with for you know playing against and with for six eight months and then you you throw that in with a huge influx of new talent that is just completely unknown and there's a lot of great cs players out there yeah Uh, and and trying to find that new talent in there and marry it up with the existing known quantities to build a team that works better together is incredibly hard and incredibly rewarding if you're able to pull it off yeah i from experience i can 100 agree with that yeah i've paid the most attention to chally as a player in that tier and it has been like the new quantities have been insane in what they can do but then ridiculous like the known quantities those players like are still doing good and it's like it's such a weird mix because also a lot of people that came in through combines played so many combines as the tier in the middle of everything challenger games were popping and so so many of these players seem like they've been in csc for so long because they all know each other from combines so like we picked up canesta and we played against kando and it seemed like the two of them had known each other forever Mm -hmm. um yeah and just yeah, it's it's kind of crazy the the way that these these players are interacting now and how much of a community CSC has become. Obviously, not everyone has to treat it like that. You could play your three combines and just be like chilling, not know a lot of people, and just play on your team. But mm-hmm. some people had like twenty combine games and now are like diving deep into the community aspect of it, which is awesome. Yeah, I mean, I think it's crazy even, like, I know it's a stupid Discord bot, but, like, seeing the level of some players that are brand new from the season is, like, ridiculous. Like, you look at, like, Antlion and Sans and, like, even, I think, like, Traditions and people like that, like, they're, like, their levels make them look like they've been around for, like, a year. Like, some of them are higher level than I am, and that's crazy. I've been here since January. Like, that's just crazy to me how active they are in the community, and I think it's super cool to see, like new players just get acclimated and jump in i think it's it's super awesome to see that's another one of the things where it's like come season 10 you know it's another new year it's the big 10 it's gonna be it's gonna be even crazy if we get even more players like than we did this past season but yeah absolutely i think it's possible too i mean you know i think we're i i I don't know our specific retention numbers i'd have to go look it up but like we retain a fair chunk of players who like playing CSC as like kind of their their main bread and butter. It hits a really nice middle point where it's not quite as time intensive or as strenuous as ESEA, but it's a lot more organized than a pug. Mm-hmm. And you get you get uh, you know a nice uh, uh, you get you get to play with good people. Is is like yeah. like uh, by that I mean people that are that are nice. They're they're fun to play with. And you get to work on Team Counter Strike, which is just a different game. You know, it's oh it's, yeah, one hundred percent. It's such a when I first joined in, in season six, it, it really opened my eyes to like how much of a different game Counter Strike can be in a in a much more organized setting, and it's so fun. 
you know it's it opened a whole new game to me that like i enjoyed pugging in cs i enjoyed if i could possibly get a five stack which before i couldn't couldn't really i didn't i didn't know a ton of people that played cs i had one good friend that did but like two man pugging face it isn't the most enjoyable experience mm-hmm. in the world uh <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah t- uh, taking that and being able to be like on a team of all a bunch of people who who enjoy playing cs are are similar to your skill level and you're able to like mesh together and and like work toward being a better unit is is so unbelievably different and better than just pugging in counter-strike and i think that like the more people that get exposed to that through csc honestly i think it's it's like a worm it's like it's like a um it's like an addiction i don't know it's like i can't go back is i guess what i'm saying like i there's no way i could go back to just pugging in counter-strike oh yeah same for me do I mean, you it's guys? Like... No, you, guys... No, you go ahead. Yeah, do you think that CSC is going to save North American Counter Strike? Oh, I think we're saving. I think, I think we have. I think we are. Yeah, I think it sounds okay. stupid. Like it's the meme of like what's going to save North American Counter Strike, but like, I mean, we have people from all over the United States and from Canada. Like we have people from all over the place just getting on and playing Counter Strike on you know every few days, like. There's people that are making ESCA teams and running through running through open into IM and stuff that are doing that. There are players who have just dedicated a ton of time to the game from like a coaching perspective. Um, you know, we have the util masterminds like yourself and digital. Like, I, I mean, I think there are so many crazy just like avenues that meet up. And I think it's like yeah. the perfect like community for, for Counter-Strike and especially from, for North America, like, I think it really is like the breeding ground for like the, you know, that community aspect of it. I think it's just like perfect for, I think it's exactly what they, what the NAC needed. I think it's just amazing. Yeah. I think I, I agree with that. I was, I was memeing a little bit before, but I definitely think like CSC definitely provides like a huge grassroots kind of like community and vibe that doesn't, doesn't really exist like i had no idea esca was a thing i just had no idea that that was even mm-hmm. i yeah, had never I. heard of it before right that's like i heard it in a warl video once yeah yeah i think same here i heard of it like one time before but i had no idea what it was i mean yeah it's just like there's nothing like it i think that's like the big thing is there's just not something like it yeah and i think having like basically having an ESEA like system that we do that's balanced around people's skill is such a like it may not be now. I mean CSC is pretty young. Like what it started in like 20, 2017 or something like I that, or twenty sixteen or something like that. I think maybe it's later. Because RSC was around for a while, but CSC was more I think like it was 2019. CSC I say. like was around for a little bit and then popped off when the pandemic hit. Well, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was 2019 because I think the, like the earliest joiners I've seen were like late 2021, like September or something like that. You know, that's so, fascinating. Or, or 2019, not 2021. Sorry. I think uh, so. I, <laughs> I think I have my time long, my timeline way wrong. Back then, I feel like I've been in CSC forever. I think I joined in like maybe in, like, really late 2020, early or maybe like yeah. early 2021. I think I've only been here like a year and some. It says you've been in here since June 2021. Uh, yeah, there you go. I like my time. It's so off. I thought I was here since 2019. 
Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So, I mean, that's wild. Like, it's still really young. And we are seeing growth. I think we're seeing pretty good growth every season. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think it's going to stop. There's a ton of CS players out there. And once you get introduced to team-based Counter-Strike, you just want more. And, and mm-hmm. you know, whether that leaves you to wanting to go to ESCA or, or some other league-like system, I think it's only a good thing. I think yeah. it's only the more players that can get introduced to it, the better for the scene overall. Yeah, for sure. Someday a CSC player is going to come in, fall in love with this, build their way up to premiere, be like some young kid, and then go out there, like grind ESCA. And I want to see a CSC player like... CSC pro? I want to see a CSC player at a major. That'd oh be, man, that'd be incredible! Right now, the one person that I know that joined CSC that wasn't really like on ESCA teams was Prism, and now mm-hmm. he's like on a main team or something. I played with him back in season five, but like he just played one season of CSC and was chilling, and then got recruited. But like so, some cracked kids are going to come through here and eventually end up. And so that leads me to asking, what color? Is Evil Geniuses gonna name their CSC team after? <laughs> it's uh, funny that you mentioned EG because I have two people in my franchise that like actually have no people that are either on the team or like work with the EG like management. So we're we're kind of we're getting there. We're pretty close. We okay, we can like okay. touch we can like touch hands with with EG, <laughs> but. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's going to be like, I don't know, like yellow or something because we got yellow in our logo. I'm trying to think what would make sense. Selfishly, yeah. selfishly, I want it to be purple. Oh, dude, I uh, love the color purple. That'd, that'd be, be so awesome. That's because you know, like gold my is their color. female team, I think. I don't know what color their female team is. They have they black, have white, and blue is the main team. I don't even know if the main team has been given in color. If they has, I've never, I haven't maybe heard them use it. It's just the main team, yeah. I think they just call it the EG. I think it's like, yeah, I think it's just the main team. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but that would be, that would be kind of cool to see. Like, I don't know. I think it'd be one of the things where if we, if people were still like, you know, hopefully, you know, CSC still, you know, popping off, you know, it's just still going. And eventually we get a CSC member to a major, like the amount of money that those stickers would make solely off of our community would be pretty, <laughs> pretty crazy. We're like, we're giving them their next month's paycheck. That's pretty, that'd be pretty ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, even going outside of the core of CSC, the, the community around like sharing the game, you know, streams and sharing like who's doing what in ESCA and like, you know, there's, there's so much cool stuff going on all the time with the events that happen, the wingman tournaments the other crazy events that happen uh it's just it's just so much fun it's just so much fun you know i know we kind of went off a little bit of the rails it was still very very good talks but we can kind of look more towards just in general uh this uh, this current season we got some Mm -hmm. cool some cool stuff to talk about actually that just got released like while we're recording this we got the first edition of the power rankings that cash has been heading um, and a few, the, he picked a few different players from each tier to help curate it, to you know make things unbiased, make sure there's a lot of voices being you know being heard on who belongs where to 
come up with these cool power rankings. And I think what, you know, the interesting thing about them and that what makes them different is this is based, this also takes into consideration some intangibles that you can't really, you know, get, a, get from when you just look at the stats page. It could be mm-hmm. like, you know, this team, like they've won all their games and they have like a really, you know, they have a really high, you know, rec- a really good record. And this other team also has a really good record. But the second team, even though the stats are a little weaker, they've had way like, way less close games so you know they're technically a little bit stronger they're more dominant in their performances so stuff like that that you can't really necessarily tell from just a stats page that get taken into consideration from my understanding at least yeah so i guess i think it'd be cool we can run through these really quick talk about each tier and then give our own inputs um and this is for end of week three so this is not including tonight's results this is before Mm, so So this is going through, talking about each tier. I know for prospect and contender, it'll be a little bit hard for you, uh, Dive, since you don't have teams in those tiers. But Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, we'll go ahead. We'll just run through them, see if they make sense. You know, talk a little bit about if anything we think would be like debatable or just stuff like that. So the first one we'll talk about is prospect. So the ranking that they have, which I think, to my understanding, for prospect and premier, they do not care about conferences. They just go from top eight. They just take the full eight, so... For mm-hmm. Prospect, they have uh, Yokai Cafe, Aviary, Savannah, Order of the Samurai, Upsetti Spaghetti, Gladiators, uh, NA Nades, and then the Scientists in that order from one to eight. So the little bit I know about Prospect, I think that that's pretty, pretty on point, pretty on par to what I would expect. Looking at the standings before they get updated for the night, um, they have... The, NA nades have, are interesting being where they are. Yeah. It's interesting that they're actually higher than the mathematicians when the mathematicians are two and four. They have, uh, as of as of Thursday, they're two and four, and the NA nades were 0 oh and 6. So they didn't have a yeah. single win, and they still put them higher than scientists. I think than the mathematicians. mathematicians I think that's have interesting. Better round one percentage, but if you look at their form recently, both teams have been performing around the same place. It's interesting. Um, so like mathematicians may have been doing well before, but around this point in the season, they ain't doing great. I think that I, I would have said there might be an argument for Hawks to be number one, but after knowing what happened tonight, I wouldn't even consider arguing that because Hawks got stomped by the Tanukis. Teesside ancient baby. Okay. Interesting. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah, I think that that one's interesting that the, that team flash is actually ahead of mathematicians. I didn't even think about that until you pointed it out. Um, but I think something that's interesting is, so they actually put Order of the Samurai above both um, the Spaghetti's uh, and Barbarians, which when you look at the just rankings for, there are all three of those are in the same division. Um, that The Froggers conference is actually Tanukis, Barbarians, Ronin, and Spaghetti's in that order, with uh, Barbarians actually having a better form than Ronin. So it makes me, and they both have the same three and three yeah. record. But so that's kind of interesting. Has that they put them higher head. round win percentage, so maybe that's what they were looking at. Yeah, that could be that could be true. That being said, I think that recent form should factor more into power rankings. So I would put barbarians up higher. Yeah, and I think spaghetti oh, no, being higher than barbarians also is. Yeah, with well, <laughs> barbarians also being higher than spaghetti is or being lower than spaghetti is interesting because spaghetti is also a worse round win percentage and a worse form with a two and four record. So they're overall yeah. like weaker. I think the I think actually maybe taking in consideration, I think they look at uh, conference wins as well because Ronan's two and one in their conference, 
and then both Barbarians and Spaghetti are one and two. So if that's something that they take into consideration for Prospect and Premiere, then I wouldn't be. I mean, too maybe shocked. maybe like Barbarians were out there beating up on like uh, or not Barbarians, sorry, Ronin were out there beating up on like the good teams while barbarians was out here like yeah we beat team flash well it's actually quite the opposite because in the last oh. two match nights uh tuesday and thursday last week uh barbarians won against so barbarians won against team flash and uh then they lost to caracals but then ronin won two games but they beat team flash and mathematicians so it's interesting that they both beat team flash or whatever so that makes sense that they're both ahead of them and then the second but the second win for ronin is like against the mathematicians which the power rankings have them ranked as the weakest team and then barbarians were lost the third ranked team in power rankings being the caracals so it's interesting that they kind of just i don't know just as that's an interesting an interesting you know fallout of everything yeah i think this is what you'll see though when it's not a mathematical formula but even if it is like hltv's formula definitely Vitality aren't the number one team right now. Yeah, I think that's also true of like where even though the numbers say one thing, it's not actually it wouldn't actually fall to be that that level. Yeah. So okay. I think we talked a little about prospect kind of they only have eight teams, so it's not a ton to talk about, but yeah. contender. contender. I think contender is really interesting because I think that this tier is super competitive. So yeah, the top I think that three a lot of the matches like they were very competitive. Yeah, I mean, the matches are all very close as well. So I think that that adds on to things. Um, so, yeah, I think that it is... Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it's just really interesting. I, I would have put the Leopards because I look at the Leopards' stats and I'm like, oh my god, their individuals look so good. I mm. would have put them number one. But I yeah. was not at all closely following the actual results up to week three. I just saw, I was... like, oh my gosh, Pig is so good. I was taking a decent look at them and kind of what was going on. Um, I know that, uh, which also looking at the stats page, as I'm looking at the stats, they're getting updated currently on standing, so I can't go off of that anymore. Um, unlucky. Unlucky. But yeah, so looking at kind of the path for a lot of these top teams. So first you got Holy Smokes is ranked at number one. They beat the Roombas week uh, match day one. They ended up losing to the Spartans match day two. They... One against the Shinobi, which is another pretty high-ranked team. They won against the Leopards, which is one of the other top three teams. Um, beat up on Assassins, which Assassins I think are pretty low. Uh, and then they beat they won, and then they won against Cosmic as well. And I think Cosmic is an, is the lowest-ranked team. So they've kind of had some split results, but I think, from my understanding, is like stat-wise, that team is very strong. Um, they have a lot of uh, really solid members on the team. So I think that it kind of makes sense where they're sitting. They're pretty, at least before, I can only go off of now what's on the stats page, but uh, I think that I would assume that their form was pretty strong up until tonight. Because I do know that looking at the results, I think they lost tonight. Yeah. Like, I only know because of Leopards is uh, crazy individuals. And like, mm -hmm. literally, I just glanced at stats and I was like, oh my gosh, Leopards are good. But that's it. That's all I really, that's all my contender knowledge besides I know of Nekomadas. Yeah. And it's interesting because I think they were struggling a little bit more where they're placed, mm -hmm. but I'm rooting for them. Yeah. And then the Ravens exist. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that the Ravens, where they're at, is kind of surprising. Because when you go and look at the stats page, they have, like, I think all five or four of their five members are all above a... Uh, all of them are above uh, a 1.0. So that's super interesting that they have... Uh, that many high like highly ranked players yeah, well if you look at rooster is not on the team right now he's on ir oh okay i actually didn't know that yeah so dimitri hawkish uh gcl and croco are both down there gotcha okay yeah, that's, yeah i didn't realize that it's interesting yeah okay i see i think spartans up until tonight which i guess obviously tonight's not in consideration for the power rankings but they started off really strong they had a very strong start Kind of been uh, trading wins back and forth uh, off and on for the last few days. But I think that that team is really strong, um, especially when you look on paper for the kind of players that they have. I mean, you have Air, who's the second race pl- second highest rated player in the team or in the tier. And then you have Orca, who's almost a top 10 player, who's also calling, which is pretty crazy to have that high of a rating and still be calling at a good level. Wow. So. I think that's pretty crazy. And then it's pretty spread throughout around with everybody else on the team. But I think that they have shown really good form. Um, I know I talk to them a lot. I help them practice a lot. I, you know, trap talk with them all the time, especially Orca. And like, I think that they're, they're a really strong squad. And I think that the power rankings put them in a good spot. It'll be interesting to see what happens after the, after Thursday, if they win or lose and where they'll fall to or move around on the power rankings. But I think that fourth for them is nothing to scoff at. I mean, I think based on stats alone, they are the best performing Gladiators team in the t- in the fr- in the community in the entire league. So I got to give them props there. So okay, dimes. Yes, challenger. challenger. Tell me why all of these teams are bad, or just <clears throat> well, give um, your thoughts of the power rank. Yeah, first of all, their colors aren't purple and green, so they're bad um (laughs) but but on but on a real level um you know i will say the kitsunis hitmen super good teams you know i think i think that they're they're really strong they definitely deserve those spots um we'll see how the new hitmen mesh Mm -hmm. um i think there's a chance that things are going to kind of collide and uh they may not perform as strong as they had before, even though they added two really strong players. Uh, we'll see. I think there's a lot to say about about team cohesion. For um, sure. You know, I, I think overall, looking at the the power rankings, you know, we got Kitsune's, Hitman, the Tilted Togglers, uh, the Krypton Kings, Samurai, Chemists, Decoys, Muck Menaces, Vikings, Falcons, Androids, Lions, Pretty Penne, and Solar. I think I think overall it's a pretty reasonable list. You know, okay. I think uh um uh I think most of it makes sense. Um I think now is an interesting inflection point on these because I think as of week three these power rankings make sense, but we're getting into the, the mid-season shuffle, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. This is where players are moving around. The teams that are struggling right now are starting to swap out a couple key pieces of their team. Uh, you know, some teams are starting to now double down on trying to figure out how to mesh together as a team and get better. 
and this is where things get really interesting. Um, I think that we're going to see a, a uh, like a resurgence from, you know, one of one of the mid tier teams to contend with the, the top of the leaderboard. I think Kitsune's mm-hmm. are going to be challenged sooner rather than later. I think, uh, there's I mean, no way we should have beat the Kitsunes in like our second game or whatever. Yeah, I don't think the Kitsunes are that good. That's yeah, my I th- hot take. That's I don't think take? they. I would. I would, I would even honestly be first. agree. I think I... that they should lose to a majority of the teams in Challenger if those teams got their act together. I mean, we gave him a run for our money on match day one with a sub who had like no information on how we were playing because we were still figuring that out ourselves, and we almost beat them on match day one. Mm-hmm. So I think that they are definitely a beatable team. I mean, they lost, they they won 16-14 against the Pretty Penny tonight, which based on the power rankings are the second weakest team in the tier. Now, yes, this is after a shuffle, you know, a, a new core moved over to that team and new players were signed. Like that's a, it's a big, it's a new team. It's There's one player that's from that same starting roster being CSR. All his four teammates are all different now. So that's, that is a, that is a, an asterisk you can put. But that being said, I mean, I think that they they already have been given a run for their money, and this is the first the first day of the midseason. So I think come next week they're gonna be they're gonna take some losses. That's my that's my opinion. I wish we yeah. could play them. I think I think it, I think overall, what's gonna happen is the teams at the top that feel like they're on top are are have a strong chance of stagnating because they think they're unbeatable, and get just completely overrun and surprised mm-hmm. and blindsided in the coming week or two by teams that have built up some cohesion and spent some time figuring out how to work together better. Yeah. Uh, because everybody, I mean, the majority of everybody has the potential to be, you know, a good aimer. Uh, at, at this level, we're starting to get to like, you know, everyone everyone can has those fundamentals and really a large difference is going to come down to team play. You can have, uh, and this goes for every tier, you can have a team of all around 1.0 or maybe under and below a little bit, above and below a little bit that is winning every game because they're just a better holistic team. You know, some is greater than the parts and all that. I mean, I think the AVI elite team, from last season eight, the champions, that's like a perfect example. I think they had one player over a 1.0 at the end of playoffs, which is just like <laughs> crazy that they, that they took the, that they took the trophy against like players like paternal and stuff last season. And like yeah. John, like that's pretty crazy. Yeah. I will I think, say oh, you go ahead. You go first. Mine, mine's probably longer. So you go first. <laughs> I was just gonna say, I think, I think this is where you start to uh, see some teams that don't like they have their solo carry the player that's just been pulling it for him so far and kind of the pug, the pug star of the early season start to really struggle mm-hmm. uh, to close out games, to uh, um, make as much of an impact as they were before. You know, uh, uh, you know, Hitman being a good example of like, they have cracked players. They've got Kando, they've got uh, uh, traditions, you know, uh, but you if if you don't figure out how to work as a team at this juncture in the season when other other teams are melding and going together you're gonna you're gonna get passed up for sure 
Yeah, I mean, I think talking from experience, that was I was that team last season. Uh, we were up five and zero at start before the first before our day off or whatever. Uh, took some pretty convincing wins against like supposedly strong teams. We beat OS. We beat Pretty Penne. Um, you know, we beat good teams. You know, coming out of the gate. And uh, we were up 5-0. We lost, I think, like four in a row and then went and then finished the season six and five to barely scrape by and make playoffs. Um, which, I mean, granted, we went to playoffs, made it to semis, close close series and lost. But I think that being on the flip side this season of a team that started off rough and is slowly making our way back, we're learning a lot about each other, how to be more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Like, I holist- like, I 100% agree with the opinion that that solo carry mentality just doesn't work. Um, once you get to the midseason. And I think especially in a tier like Challenger where like you not only have players that are good aimers, it's no longer like you got one or two players on each team that can aim well. It's like everybody has the potential to play very well. Like every single player can do it. And now it's about which team has the better strats, which team has the better reads, the better mid-rounds. I think that that's like the huge difference here. Yeah. I think a huge example of this uh is is and somebody i'm keeping a team i'm keeping my eye on is the androids right they're they're super struggling but they have it's just an insane player in blitz right yes. absolutely insane player in blitz and so one of two things is going to happen right um either the team's going to implode or they're going to make a huge resurgence and this is i know nothing about the internals of the team and and uh you know how uh, how they're doing or what they're doing or what they're working on but if they're able to you know if if blitz is able to uh uh or whoever the the captain team leader that is able to rally their team together to work uh more as a unit around blitz you know he's looking like like just an absolute crazy entry oh if they're able to capitalize off of him and make that as part of their team plan and their team identity they're gonna they're gonna fly this season. There's somebody I I, that I'm keeping my eye on. That if if they are able to figure it out, they're gonna be a force to to reckon with. Uh, yeah, agreed. I mean, that's a team. So I know both Nightbear um, from playing outside of CSC with him a lot mm-hmm. um, and ESCA and just playing pugs with a guy. And then I also know Blitz from playing a lot outside of CSC, playing a lot of pugs with Blitz. And I can say that like, even if they make all these different changes and keep just those two. Like, I think that that team, like if they're able to play pair with players that are able to, and wanting to kind of follow the philosophy of like blitz is going to get you the double entry. You just got to follow him. Uh huh. Cause he will do that. Like I've played with the guy, like, like I know there's people who made jokes about him having just, you know, like no brain, he runs and kills people, but like legitimately playing with the guy, that's exactly what it's like. You tell him not to peek something or you tell him to like slow down and he will be full stomping, Round a quarter to kill three players and say, "Okay, we have the site." Like he just <laughs> he just does that. So I mean, I, I definitely can see them if they're able to figure it out. Come the next one or two match days, I I, I think they have playoffs. I think they're going to make playoffs and it would be a really strong team to shut down. Yeah. Crazy strong. I don't think yeah. they'll figure it out. You don't think they'll figure okay. it out? No. Just looking at their lineup, I think it's blitz, and I think the rest of the team isn't good enough team play wise. Like, hmm, I hate to be okay. the guy that comes on the podcast and is like, I don't think these players are good enough. But I don't see, like, maybe Nightbear, maybe laughing. Like, Dre's fine. And, like, I just don't think that they will be able to be a cohesive unit because I think that any team that actually can just play together well 
is going to instantly be 10 times better than them team play wise. And yeah. Blitz isn't going to be able to carry hard enough. Blitz has been trying this season yeah, and isn't hard agree. enough to carry that. I think the most interesting thing about that team for me is their most recent signing was actually bringing an artist and who was, you know, the known of crazy opera from season eight in prospect. He got brought, he, you know, brought in mid season, but I think that there's a huge clash in identity and roles because Dre has always been pugs. And from what I've always seen the guy play, the dude's an opera. So having two main ops on your team, like who's going to be the one to take that responsibility? Who's mm-hmm. the one that's going to be defaulting to that role? Who's going to mm-hmm. have to change and probably suffer some stat, you know, some stat, you know, chunks yeah. off. You know, I think and that that's, I think the that's their biggest issue. Yeah. I, I don't think, think anyone on that team is going to throw the nits. Yeah. I, know I don't think a, fair, a single player short. on that team, maybe Dre, but like, I think so that that me, team looks like what a contender team should look like, and I don't think they're gonna be at that level in Challenger. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me they need they need Fuffy. Fuffy Ooh. needs to be on that team. Is that what I'm hearing? The trade of the century. After we already had probably the trade of the season, maybe Fuffy hey, can make the second one. I as an okay, okay. I've been theory crafting something. As an AGM, can I trade myself away? That'd be interesting to see if it would be allowed <laughs> hawkish just doesn't even know and i'm just gone <laughs> yeah hawkish is by the time hawkish listens to this you're already gone you're on a new team yeah, i'm gone. already gone i'm already on a premiere team like yeah. new agm <laughs> new fuffy new team new you no that would that's just a hilarious hypothetical but i'm really satisfied with where our team is now after our most yeah. recent game i think we're already starting to see the top teams besides katsune's Everybody else on the standings that's like up there lost today. Yeah, which I will, which I'll start off. Um, I, I think this is like my last point. I think looking at the power rankings, everything makes sense. My last point I want to make is I'm pulling for my boys because I think that based on our schedule, I think we should be a, a top a top seven team. Yes, going after the end of the week, we were two and four, but we had played Kitsunes, Hitmen, Tilted Togglers, and Chemists. Out of our six teams we've played, four of them were like a top five team, top six teams. And then tonight we played against Krypton Kings, which, yes, they were probably one of the craziest trades in CSC history just happened. Yeah. You know, over the weekend. Probably the biggest trade that's ever happened. Um, I don't know. Did you see when they all swapped their like seventh round pick? Yeah, (laughs) that's true. true. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, I think like that team, yes, they're quote new. So I guess there's an asterisk behind our win tonight. And that's a little bit different because, you know, they, they're getting used to each other. But I think we'd have a genius, like, digital behind any team. I mean, like, they're super, super hard to beat. And, I mean, someone like Bronzy, like, I know this is going on to past week three. But, I mean, I think that we should be at least ahead of Muck Menaces and probably ahead of Decoys because our starting schedule for the first half has been ten times harder than most of these other teams. Mm-hmm. We've played against the best in the tier. Like, I think on back-to-back yeah, I mean, nights, played we, played, us, like... we played against Hitmen and Tilted Togglers <laughs> on back-to-back nights. Like, that's hard. Yeah, that's yeah. really really hard. Mm, true, true. So I think I, I don't know. I think just based on <laughs> the current the standings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listen, it. I wouldn't want to play against us. True. Yeah. But we're figuring things out. Like we're uh, we're getting better as a team. We're playing more together. We've had multiple nights where we're like, guys, we just need to like think before we do things, and then it fix things. We're winning now. So I hey, will say, I will say, you did change one thing. 
Redondo didn't play and you guys won. That is me thinks. Yeah, me thinks mm, something's there. I think you caught me. I think you got me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. You, the, that's the title of the podcast. Redondo is the problem. Redondo is the problem. <laughs> everyone it. knows it. Headline. Ship it. Everyone knows it. Ship we would have won that season if we didn't have Redondo. He that's definitely true. wasn't top fragging in our no. loss. In he was our problem. No, you're he right. Was he was our problem. problem. Yep. Yeah. 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 I think. Yeah. I think ending with the Redondo talk is a perfect way to finish off Challenger. So <laughs> <laughs> we can move on. To we all have here, like a so. connection there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think Challenger. It made sense. It made sense to talk about Challenger and Redondo the most, just mm-hmm. because we we all have we're all in Challenger. We all are connected by Redondo, which is funny. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think going into Elite, I think it kind of makes sense looking at it. Um, from what I know and what I've seen, I think, and the stats are actually aren't updated because they had a buy today, so I can use the stats and be up to date on everything, which is perfect. So, yeah, I mean, I think, honestly, the power rankings are almost one for one with the actual rankings. They're very close. Yeah, I think the Eagles might not actually be that good. Interesting. They're our team, but I feel like they (laughs) just win all these close games. I think they're going to be better, though. I mean, they won a 4v5. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they just (laughs) felt like it, you know? Yeah, just felt like it. Uh, I I think... I'm going to pull from my my boys here because they haven't played... They've played maybe two games as a full five this season. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think... I think they're gonna they're gonna get some time to mesh this bye this bye week has been nothing but good. I think they're gonna get some time to really mesh together, hash out some game plans, really figure out roles, really figure out responsibilities, and they're gonna become an as a force to to be reckoned with. There are there are some seriously crack players on that team, and I think uh, uh, they're 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 gonna turn it over and they're really gonna start start pumping out some dubs. Interesting. Okay. I think okay. it's interesting looking at this that they've put impostas so high on this this tiebreak list. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, it, it's such a it's such a close tier. Yeah, I mean, even even the Xenon Zars, you know, they've won all their matches, but not by like. No. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, I see there's tons of OTs, tons of one by one round. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, uh, Elite's looking pretty, pretty competitive this season. So you're saying Elite is going to be in the same spot that it was last season, ripe for a team that like all has all 1.0 rating players to come in and take it. Yep, I'm saying it's going to be my team. I think I think we're gonna okay, okay, we're okay. gonna bring out the dub. I, think we're, I respect we're, it. Yeah. I know I'm biased and everything. It. I think you're bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Fluffy, I, I know nothing smack. about Elite besides our own team. So, Yeah. Yeah, that's why I so like what I'm going to say, I think, is probably a little bit biased because it is what I know. But at least looking into head-to-head, of the two wins that Knights have, one of them is against the Walling Wizards, who is technically above in the next bracket up, being tied for fourth. And another one's the Impostas. And Impostas, I think, is the highest-ranked of all of the tiebreak teams. 
So I think it's interesting that the Impostas lost to the Knights and they're still ranked higher. The, I mean, the Knights are ranked at 11th and there's a lot of two and seven te- or two and four teams. So maybe I'm just overly biased, but the other thing too, is that the Knights, I think all but one loss has been in overtime. I think the only loss with that they did it, that wasn't overtime was like 16, 12 and the other ones were all single or double overtime, which is crazy that they went into that many before they went into that many for just for losses. So I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm biased. I'm pulling too hard for them, but I think that based on head to head and at least the condition of the overtime, it should be, he should probably be higher than 11th. Trying to think if there's anything else. I've got a, I've got a theory gone. You guys want to hear my theory? I'd love to hear your theory. My theory is that the teams who have the worst pistol rating are going to be the stronger teams. Okay. I have, I have absolutely nothing to base this off of. Okay. But it seems to me, from my experience, that the teams that suck on pistol rounds tend to win the rest. Well, like when you lose pistol rounds, you're at a disadvantage. So you have to be better in order to do well. Exactly. Interesting. Like, like I'm looking, I'm looking at one G's, the 0.25 pistols, winning a quarter of them, still being three three. It's got, it's got my my eyebrow raised a little, you know. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I could, I could kind of see that. I mean, after yes, we only had like one win, and I think tonight we got both pistol rounds, but like. Yeah, I think tonight we won both pistols, so that's helping our rating a bit. But going into tonight, our pistol rating was very bad. Um, and, I mean, the the wins we had were, like, struggles for pistol round. But from personal experience, I could also say that's kind of true because last season we we really sucked at pistol, but we were very good in the mid-round, in the mid, like, mid-game. So I think it also is just kind of a team-by-team basis on their strengths because some teams are, like, get a slow start but then towards the end of a half they get really really hot mm-hmm. and so i think that that can also take into consideration for that because there could be teams that like because i mean even taking your team as an example dives your team has mm-hmm. a 0.43 rating on pistols for this season and you're five and two so obviously yep. you're struggling on pistols but it's working so exactly exactly and we're three and four because we're shit on pistols and at the game <laughs> our our pistol round is getting better we're getting better and better. Nice. We've we've gotten consistent. We won. I think out of the last two wins we've had, we won three of the four pistols. I want to say so. It's been good. We're we lost there. both of our pistols today, but but we won one of the second round four spies. That's always big. That is always big. Mm-hmm. If we didn't lose the pistols, it was a sixteen two. Damn. What are what what are, are there any final thoughts for elite? I think there's enough tie breaking and you know. We kind of talked yeah. about it. I think, I think a little bit. Okay. I think finish up premiere. I have no idea what will happen. Okay. I also have no idea what will happen in premiere. So you two go off. Well, I don't know either. My franchise oh, doesn't even have a premiere team. It's just All right, dives. Dives. Tell us what will happen. Me? Give us give Here, us your okay. premiere hot take. Premiere hot take. All right. My my premiere hot take is, is going to sound uh, biased, but... I think I think our uh, I think our power ranking is criminally uh, criminally low. I think throwing us at seven. We every every single game that we've lost has been like a sixteen thirteen. 
minus minus one or two. It's been very close to everybody we've played. And I think I think that uh, uh, there's a good chance we 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 uh, uh, get a turnaround. I think I think our boys once they get in form, we'll uh, we'll start to pop off, get some get some rounds. I don't. I think we have a chance to get into playoffs, assuming we're not mathematically eliminated as it is right now. <laughs> trying to think of you guys how many more games you guys have. Because I don't really know from your schedule that much. I think, what, this is the 25th? So you guys should have three more, four more games. So if you can get into playoffs going four and five, then you would have to... So for I think for you guys to make it, Nebula would have to lose their next three games. Yep. You guys have to win your next three, and then and hope have you have, have a higher RWP. Have you guys played them in yet? No, you haven't. Mm. Yeah, no, you haven't. So if you win the head-to-head and have a better mm. RWP, mm. then I think you guys make it. But you have—they need to lose every game for you guys to have a chance, so. right? And we need to win every game. I think there's, a, I think there's, a, there's a chance of that happening. I think uh, uh, I'm on the up and up on, on my premier team. Okay. Uh, I think there's a there's a couple of uh, we made we made some moves recent-ish that I think will pay dividends in the long run, longer run. Um, if not, if not this season, then the next, um, I think, uh, I think, I think, I think a team that is strong right now, but is going to struggle and they're going to, I think Nebula has a strong chance of, uh, of, of falling off and losing a bunch of their games. Okay. I think that because, uh, you know, right now, right now, uh, it's it's Scrooge and who's he? Who's he? Uh, uh, who's uh, who's up there with him doing doing a lot of work? Tetox and Scrooge are the two core players, core core key players of the, of that roster. Mm-hmm. And I think I don't I I don't think they're getting better week over week. Is, gotcha. is my is my hot take i think i think they're they're plateaued okay interesting that's that that'll be that'll be my hot take of 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 premiere okay i like it i don't really know much else to talk about premiere since neither Fuff and i have teams in that tier so hmm. i guess we'll finish off that the uh, we'll finish off that part just you know dives hot take we'll see We'll see in the coming in the coming weeks if if it pays off and if it's true or not. Yeah, don't don't sleep on Hacker Haven. That's what I'm getting at. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm trying to think, we have hit almost the one hour twenty minute mark. I'm trying to think if there's any last things I can think of for us to go over before we start to wrap up. Um, the major. Anyone have? Oh yeah. Or are we just hyped? I'm just down. I'm hi- to I guess be hyped. Yeah, we can touch on the major. I don't know how much dives. I don't know Here, how much you watch. What, what if we? Uh, what if? What if we just? What if we just talk about our O threes? Let's talk about O three picks. Yeah, can, oh, okay. Can yeah. we do? Can we do like pickums or like not all the pickums, but like our pickum yeah. hot takes and our O three picks? Yeah, I, I just yeah, I just want to yeah, I want that's what I'm here for. I have IHC. I have okay. Greyhound. Okay, my, I've got, I've got EG. Damn. 
I kind of that's kind of real, my though. hot take. That's my that's, hot take. That's kind of real. I think EG <laughs> sucks. I think EG has one. I think EG can get one. I don't I think, think if so. it comes I think if it comes down to like EG versus IHC or EG versus Greyhound, I think EG win. I think. I think EG beat Greyhound. IHC is definitely harder, but I think they can do it. I think IHC is a toss-up, honestly. If it comes down to EG or uh, IHC and the O3, that's like a toss-up if I've ever seen one. But I don't know. I I have so far for my last three majors now, or last two majors and going into my third, I have put the Australian team as the low, as the O3, and I've gotten it every time, so I'm sticking with my strategy. <laughs> I got IHC last time. And they did not go O3. They won. Or wait, no. Who did I have then? Probably Renegades. Maybe I had Renegades, or maybe I had some. You could have else. had like a 9Z, maybe, but I don't maybe I think I had, 9Z no, won. I had 9Z. That's 9Z won. They went one and three. Wait, yeah, what? no, I had. No, I had did they? That I can't remember. Went through. I just don't remember who. I had. I know I put Renegades, and then I think I put. I think it was Renegades in Stockholm or whatever the Asia, the uh, the Australian team was. Yeah. I can't remember what what team it was, but I put them also in my O three. So I'm picking. I'm picking them for that because I think that. Uh, wow, you just hate Australians, and, huh? No, I actually think Alistair is a super cool opera, You're but I think just, when they get to international, they just like You suck. just enjoy punching koalas in their cute little faces. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I heard so. this guy rips baby kangaroos right out of their mother's pouches. I've seen it happen. <laughs> wow. Wow. HLTV where's, where's, yeah, yeah, where's, where's your Where's your video proof dives? <laughs> uh, you know, listen, it's, it's, it's up in the hacker haven, all right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've got it as blackmail for when I need something. Up in the cloud. Okay. For okay, 3-0, okay, okay. What, what, are you guys, what are you guys taking for 3-0? Because I think that there's a lot of really good options here. Gamer Legion. Okay. What about you, Dibes? I took... So, okay. I took OG. And Ooh. my reasoning, always on the 3-0, is it's somebody that I think is on the fence of getting in, but could, yep. could have... A little miracle run and win it all out okay. because obviously I, I don't want to pick somebody that i know is a for sure bet I, i'm not going to pick cloud nine as a 3-0 they're they're a for <laughs> sure bet and i i want my coin you know oh my yeah, shiny diamond i got coin. that i so, can see that yeah OG's on the fence for me i think i think OG you know may. i yeah they either bang out or they get banged out <laughs> that's that's kind of fair i think so I think right now, if going through, if I'm just using the like matchup chart and picking who I think is going to win these games, going which also keep also something something to mention. EG and IHC actually play each other in the first the first round. So if people that put EG in their O three, there's a very good chance it just gets ruined after the first day. Just just saying, Dibs. Just saying. I'm just saying, EG's gonna lose. <laughs> I actually do do. I actually do think they lose that. I think that IHC wins it. Um, but then just going through and doing some predictions of like who I think is gonna win what game. Um, it's gonna be really hard. I think depending on who wins, it's gonna be really hard for uh, for something someone like Fnatic. I would love to see them go three zero, but them starting against Cloud Nine, if they lose that. Then obviously things change a little bit depending on who wins what, but just based on my my predictions of the first round, like they're either going to be playing someone like Gamer Legion or Mouse or Outsiders, one of those three, and I think that's that's a tough matchup. Which obviously 
that's gets them gets them out of 3-0 but i think even just to advance i want to see Fnatic do well but i think them advancing is going to be tough um but yeah, I, I think right now I have Gamer Legion as my 3-0. I think Mouse is another good option because Outsiders is a hard... I think Mouse hard... make it through. I guess it's probably true. I think Outsiders, Outsiders is a really strong team for them mm-hmm. to start off against. Yeah, I kind of like that's, Big. That's going to be a good game. I kind of like Big going 3-0. I, would, so I think that's Big, big going 3-0? That's possible. That's a hot, that's a hot take. Because I think that's they either take, choke Bobby. out or they destroy people. Yeah, that's kind of what Big does at Majors. They either just really slam everybody or struggle to make it through the stages they should be. I mean, they're playing with Sin and not Favin. Sin's so good I think too, that, but... Yeah, but Sin, Sin showed a little bit of a little bit of light uh, during the RMR. So he was, mm-hmm. I mean, he was looking good. I, I'll say, Big's been too volatile lately and made too many roster moves lately. Too close to the Major for me to really put them as a serious contender. I don't and actually have them advancing. The problem is Favin's on medical leave all the time. He's in and out. It's Faven and and Crimbo. Crimbo's yeah. only been in like that a few times. That I mean, that team is like constantly. Bring, I mean, it's like they brought in. It also interest it is like interesting to me that instead of just bringing Tizian in to play for Faven, they actually brought in Sin, which that's interesting to me because Tizian knows the system. He's played with them a ton. Like he legit has been on that roster for years and years and years. And then they just like instead of bringing him in as the sub, they bring in Sin. I found that interesting, but. Yeah, I think I'm I'm pretty low on big right now. I don't. I think I think Fury is gonna roll over him. Do we know if there's a crowd? On there's the crowds at every stages. There are crowds every at every stages. stages. All right, yeah. Uh, Which Fury, is... uh, Fury and Fury and Imperial are have huge crowd buffs. Major yeah. crowd buffs. I I actually take. I don't know if it would come to it, but if they end up playing each other at some point, I'm going through and trying out different uh, iterations or different matchups. I think. If Imperial and Double O Nation played each other, I actually take a Double O Nation over them. That's that's my Brazilian hot take. I think that they're a better team. I think Dumao and Try are really good. I think Taka's been proven at this point to be a good caller for the Brazilian scene. I think that Lotto, he can show up. So I think that they just can beat Imperial. I mean, like, the way that Imperial even made the major is they scraped by, and, like, FNX isn't even coaching. He just sits there and hangs out. It's just like during all of their attacks, it was just fallen making all the talking. Like FNX had his mic flipped up during every attack. That's just yeah, like, FNX that's just ridiculous. sits there and looks pretty. Yeah, like I don't know. I think that that's just not like sustainable. Maybe the crowd buff is just huge for them. Maybe it is. Maybe they're a, maybe they get, become a playoff team. Who knows? But yeah, I don't know. I think I think that right now on my pickums, I actually only have Furia going through. But if I had to pick a second Brazilian team, I'd pick Double O Nation. Hmm. That's interesting. I think Apio will go through. I think they're looking pretty good. Uh, I see what you're saying about about the fact that Fallen's talking more than Coach, but Fallen has some of the most experience in Counter-Strike. And yeah. if they're working under his system, it makes sense. Stands to reason. I guess it's fair, yeah. I think I think my team that I'm pulling for, which they're not in this stage, but the team I'm pulling for that I want to see like win or go through and like make playoffs is I want to see Sprout. I want to see Sprout make it and Spirit. Those are my like two teams that I'm rooting for. I'm kind of tired of Spirit at this point. 
I actually love Spirit. I, I love the last super major, cool. and now I'm just like, eh. I like the way they play a lot. I think that them losing Dexter, who's like a freak of nature opera, and bringing in Wonderful and still seeing success is pretty cool. Yeah, and then they are also the, they're Wonderful's good too. Yeah. They're coming off of an event win as well. They got invited to the playoffs of some event and then won it, like, pretty pretty handedly. I can't remember who they played, but they very dominantly won, like, 2-0. Um, it might have been Ents. Maybe that's a different event I'm thinking of during, like, the Challenger League. I don't know who it was, but they, regardless, they won they, they won a trophy of, like, an Invitational LAN, which doesn't say a lot, but it shows that they're able to close things out and win. So I think that spirit and or sprout are one of the teams that is kind of just going to come out of left field and win the major or make it to grand finals nah 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 no shot that's what i that's no shot that vitality liquid navi or phase lose to any of them Uh, yeah i mean something that's interesting though is depending on who wins and who takes depending on who takes the wins and in their in each game um from the from the matchup like a team like liquid can play phase in the second round so that puts either of those teams at one and one if they both win their opener but if vitality beat liquid then they're playing phase and then that puts both of those teams at one and one so i mean i don't think the path to get there is going to be easy for any of the like good teams like i don't think phase navi um heroic liquid vitality all of them are hard like if the predicted based on what the the prediction thing says all the teams that are going in and out of you know from challengers to legends all of those teams that are making it to to challenger like it says that liquid and vitality would be matched up and would be matched up in the first round in in the legend stage if the if vitality makes it through so yeah. i don't know that's that's just one of those things where yeah, I don't know. That's one of those things where if they just end up playing each other, if any of those teams like match up against each other in the first round, it's going to be. I think I think it's going to cause one of them to falter and not even make it to playoffs. What are we? Uh, what are we feeling about Liquid? We feeling we feeling high? We feeling low on Liquid? Semifinals. I yeah, I think grand finals are possible. It's going to be tough, but I think that they can make it all the way. I think winning is a tough call, but. Yeah. I, mean, they made, I think they, they win. Maybe APL, if they play Navi. Maybe if they play Vitality. If they play Phase, they're getting stomped. I think it'll be tough. I think that they don't get stomped by Phase. Phase honestly aren't even looking that good. To be fair, but on the okay, flip side I, of that, I, okay, I don't think like stomped is in Phase will three o them easily or two o them easily, but I think it will be very close but phase win close games 90 percent of the time like i think liquid will choke when the pressure is really on Mm -hmm. i think that's what makes phase so good like i don't think they even look amazing all the time they just win all the close games yeah i heard somebody's on somewhere on i think like twitter something saying it's like phase didn't really look great at the rmr but they still went 3-0 and they didn't look good. They looked kind of very mediocre for phase standards. And they still went 3-0, which is kind of... That's, that's pretty crazy. What do you guys think about Cloud9? Because I think Cloud9 is a team that, like, 
always gets a lot of like they're very good but they just choke when it matters like they, they lost to imperial it's in antwerp i mean like how do you come back from that you do your best i think that cloud nine will be okay and that cloud nine have weird upset potential against like fizz but that they won't make it that far and i think that phase but unless they get a weird upset like cloud nine should make it all the way yeah i feel like cloud nine run a little hot and cold yeah yeah they can be very good it, it, it remains to be seen in in my opinion uh, uh in their in their first their first game of the major is gonna tell the whole story of of their major run in my opinion yes i would agree they play against fanatic and i think if fanatic win that i don't even if not even looking at predictions i think if fanatic beat cloud nine i don't even know if they make it out of challengers yeah to be honest I'm not too sold on first games because G2's first game in the RMR. Ha! G2. <laughs> yeah, that's the only reason I'm pulling for these underdog teams is because my, you know, G2 got, got eliminated and Big literally has... G2's Big's 16 owed and then got rinsed. Yeah. I, I don't know. G2 is like one of the CSC teams that gets stagnant. And then Gamer Legion shows up. Chad Gamer Legion. <laughs> Chad Gamer Legion is like, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I would love to see them go to go to Legends at least. It's gonna be tough, but I actually would love to see them go through it. They I have a good opening matchup against Shui, Nizi, but Suhi, Shui, Shuhei, yeah, Shuhei, Su, yeah. Well, however you freaking say it, I want yeah. him to go far. I loved Acor. I thought that if Kerrigan stayed in Mouse Sports, Kerrigan, Acor, Frozen, BMAS, and Rops were going to be an insane team. Just I can't be time. real. I've never been an Acor fan. Damn. So I don't know. But I think that like Isaac and Shui are really cool. They're both but good. I'm trying to think of. I think the only other team that I'm kind of. The only the last two teams that I think that I want to talk about are Heroic and Ents. Because they think that Heroic, every single major, they come in, they play really well, they make it to playoffs and kind of just job done, get to playoffs and lose. Do you think they have a shot at winning this time? Nope. Really? Yeah, I think I think Heroic does a really good job at what they do. Um, you know, Cadian, Cadian's so, he's so Cadian <laughs> yeah. and that is both, uh, uh, it's a, it's a double-edged sword for him, right? It's like, because their, their identity is, uh, very much one man, uh, which is not to say they don't have great players. They do. Um, it makes it hard for them, I think, to have consistent long runs against great teams. I think they're they're figured out and countered quicker than other teams. Which leads me to to fall into the sentiment that you have where they come and they do great and then all of a sudden it's like poof, like they're gone. Right? Yeah. 
I think Cologne's a big example of that because they did just kind of like just die out in Cologne. I think in their defense, that was the first event that had Yabi, and they've been looking significantly better since then. Um, I think Yabi's gotten better at each event, and mm-hmm. I think that if Yabi shows up at the major, I think that they are a, tighter, a title contender. I think if Yabi doesn't show up, I think that they're going to go out in, in Legends. I think that's how it's going to work. I just want them to play against a Brazilian team and Cadian to be up there, like, smiling, be, doing his thing, getting booed really hard by the crowd. That'd be f- really fucking amazing. Because I would root so hard for him, too. Like, I think Cadian's really cool. I like his story. I like him as an IGL. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Stown is a decent dude. Any frags. I. Mm-hmm. Uh, shush it has always been i've always been a fan and like in total this team should be doing pretty well and they should always be exciting to watch and that's what i want to see yeah yeah i think that it'd be super cool to see them actually just play well and make it far and do and get the win i do agree that them playing as a brazilian team would be hype as fuck but that also yeah. means that a Brazilian team has to make it to the legend stage and hopefully get a matchup against them. Here's I got another hot take for y'all. And this is kind of my sentiment towards a, a lot of majors in uh teams that teams that have that are from the country in which the majors hosted. I think the major is a more enjoyable experience when there's no uh no host nation teams so a little part of me so i i have such a like i really want a lot of these cool brazilian teams to win but i also kind of want them to not because i think the crowd will be better i think the event will be better yeah Uh, i would uh, agree potentially I i think once we get to like playoffs i kind of agree with that or like once we get to a point like if we get to playoffs and there's like one resilient team, maybe it'd be hype. Yeah, for sure. But once we're deeper into playoffs, I would rather it just be no like Brazilian all teams. across the board. Though like finals like big in Cologne in 2018, I went and rewatched part of that for a school project. And that was a hype crowd those germans were going crazy <laughs> i either want it to be both brazilians in the finals or none <laughs> there's no yeah. shot that it'd be both though both would be both i think the, crazy i think the craziest match we could get is like a semi-final with two brazilian teams going against each other that would be true. i mean anything bigger would be a grand final but the likelihood of that happening i'm not even going to entertain the idea that, that's just <laughs> never had that's not happening honestly this major that's that's i think a quarterfinal or quarterfinal could happen two brazilian teams in uh in in somewhere in the playoff run would be potentially the most entertaining like enjoy that would be super fun to watch because the crowd would be insanely energetic and be really alive yeah the one thing that i would be a little bit hesitant of is 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 if imperial is one of them and everyone just roots for imperial kind of like the the Astralis heroic game at mm. the Blast Copenhagen where everyone just rooted for Astralis. Yeah, that's like that's my only worry. I think it'd be better if it's like Furia and Double O Nation. 
Yeah, I think that I think that if I think if Imperials get eliminated, it makes every I think it just makes it better as a whole because that means it finally gets rid of like the Brazilian team that everyone's going to be rooting for. I'm also going through and doing my predicted pickums, and if things go exactly how I predicted it, we would get a two-one match again between Heroic and Furia in the fourth round of Legends, Ooh. and that's like so deep of like I think that's with Furia going three and two as the number 20 seed as or as the sixth the sixth advancing team then that would be like they win against nip lose the phase win against liquid and then heroic i think heroic beats vitality beats sprout loses to navi but that's with everything placed perfectly how i made it that's like the only instance where a brazilian team matches against Cadian. Now, I think that'd be cool to have, but the likelihood of that exact path happening is just very unlikely. I'm not going to hold my breath. Yeah. All in all, I'm, I'm super hyped for this major. I think I, I, I would agree. The CS has, has, hasn't been in a similar competitive spot in a while where there's no, there, it's not even like there's really a favorite coming in. I mean, some could argue for phase, I suppose, but which is, I, I guess, fair, but like, Navi, they Navi seems like to be struggling. Favorite, even though on paper they aren't, they feel like the favorite because they've they are. won the past major and Cologne and Katowice. But they have, I, I fully agree with you, but it doesn't feel as strong of a lead. Yeah, like well, because I their feel, recent form hasn't been that good. It's, it's partly that, but it's also partly there's just a lot of really good teams right now. Yeah. It's not. It's like Phase is a very good team. Good, though. Vitality, but, they're not that good. Spinks underperforms sometimes. Liquid, like they're fine, but I don't think he, we've gotten to see Nitro, Elysian, Yakindar all going off at once. And OC. And OC. OC yeah, kind of disappeared in groups of EPL, but then he in yeah. playoffs he was back to normal, which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I think, I think this major is just like I, I know people are saying, oh, it's going to be the best major because it'll be the biggest one in Brazil, and I mean, I think that, that is a big tribute to it, especially with having a crowd at every stage. Like that's crazy, but I don't know. I just think that the quality of teams is super interesting, and like on um, the uh, there's like a side podcast that I know that Sponge Yanko and Moses do. And they were talking about it saying like, I love it. Yeah. Talking counter. Yeah. I love that podcast. And like, they were talking about it there and they were like, back in the day, you'd see these quote tier two teams and they just go to the major and get, get swamped. Like they did not do anything, but now those tier two teams are like real competitors to the tier one, which is like, I just think the overall quality of counter-strike has just gone up a lot over the years, at least from, even from me being, active in cs since like mid 2019 it's gone up since then so i mean i think it's just like as it gets higher and higher i think i don't think it's going to ever hit just a casual peak of like yeah this is what it's going to look like and maybe we'll see teams hit this consistently or not um but yeah i don't know i I think that just with the quality of counter-strike going up i think it's going to be super super crazy to see um, who all actually makes it out of Challenger, who makes it out of Legend, who goes to be like a top four team. I mean, I think out of the top four, out of all the 24 teams, I think that one of the top four teams is going to be 
a complete surprise, which is why I'm pulling for teams like Sprout and uh, Sprout and Spirit and even like even Gamer Legion to an extent. Like, I think that not those specifically, but I think a team that would never cross anyone's mind is going to be like a top fo- a top four team. I think Mouse Sports makes playoffs. I think they have it. It'll that's be tough. My, but I think that's my can, weird hot take. That's my completely obscure hot take that I definitely did not steal from a podcast. <laughs> I think it was Zaiwu that said he liked Mouse Sports' structure. I like the blast, also like the structure. To talk. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that. I, mean, I listened to that the other, yeah, yeah. the other day. Yeah, no, I think that Mouse can have some upsets. I would love to see Torji make another like playoff stage. Which I mean, they're going to be crowded every stage, but I think seeing like him and Exertion playing at their level would be fucking phenomenal. I think. I'm trying to think. I think we've gone through talked about the major a ton. Yeah. I, th- I think this is definitely our longest episode. We've right? got an hour forty-five. This is a good episode. It's it's major. It's important. Yeah. Um, uh, I am excited for the major. I'm excited because the mid-season roster moves and CSC is are happening slash have happened, and now it's back to the grind. Yeah, back to the back to the grindstone. Yeah. All right, I'm trying to think. Is there any uh, any final things you want to you want to mention or say, Dibes, before we uh, before we uh, close out the night? Um. Oh, oh, yeah. I do want to say, oh, technical committee wants you. <gasps> <laughs> if you are nerdy enough to be at an hour and forty-five minutes into this podcast, yeah. If listen, if you're deep in here, and you listen to me drone on about technical stuff, and you thought that was pretty cool, hey, hit me up in the DMs. I, I, I. Would love to have some uh, some some fresh blood, some people that are interested in work on some stuff of whatever you want. There's so many cool things to do, so many cool things to work on. If you're passionate about something, even if you feel like you don't fully understand how you do it, I I want you. I, I'm Uncle Samming pointing at you right now. Uh, so yeah, uh, reach out. Cool. Heck yeah! Hopefully, hopefully, recruit some people for for tech committee after this. <laughs> yeah, hoping, hoping it's successful. Probably, probably not. We we are <laughs> deep. <laughs> cool. All right. Any last words, Fuffy? I know we we we're always here. So yeah. Any anything um, special to say? Thank you to everyone who's listened this far. If you've listened this far in the podcast, I'm gonna completely forget that I even put this in. But please ping me in like league discussion or something and just say that you've listened this far. This is our also checkpoint for audience engagement. This is the leave a comment, but instead yeah. ping us. Yeah. And if you can make a, a meme poking fun at Redondo, I'd appreciate oh, yeah, yeah. it. No, no, no. Make a meme. If you've got this far in the podcast, make a meme making fun of Redondo and put nope. it in chat. You have Pretty our close. express permission to poke a little goof at him. Don't like absolutely shit on him 
or, or do if you know him. That the heck yeah. But Listen, if you don't, he's a Dota player. He can handle it. You can just make fun of him. And if you're Redondo and you're listening to this, get fucked. <laughs> yeah, listen, yeah, I can't I, believe it. I, doesn't yeah. he doesn't show up for the night? We take a win against a good team. Correlations there. I mean, it's it's out there. You know, I can't I can't argue. Can't argue with can't, the facts. Can't argue with those. Uh, all I'm saying uh, is get fucked, Redondo. All right, I think that's a good a good thing to end Just on <laughs> and cut. <laughs> all right, yeah, so. I think like Fuffy said, like Dab said, thanks to everyone who's made it this far. I mean, this is Jesus, this is little easily the longest episode we've had, and I think it'll be along the longest for a while, most likely. Uh probably until Major comes. But yeah, so thank you to everyone who's always showing up. I know I like I said, uh I said in private, like I've gotten DMs from different people asking about where it's been. So this is our great return with a long episode. Um and yeah, hopefully, if life if life works out for Fuffy, now we'll continue. We'll get back into doing things also, on a weekly basis. It's been a year since the first podcast episode. Hey, that's pretty cool. I was not around then, but that's that's pretty cool. Let's so, go. All right. Yeah. Good night, everybody.